0: It is. It's the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 81. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 81 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James, and we are back like Jordan wearing the faux 5. I'm going to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all of the love and all the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there battling this COVID still. And finally, thank you to all the people who are out here continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very, very important. Please do not forget your boy Denzel has official Bronx Bias podcast merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the website, Bronx bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. B R O N X B I A S P O D dot M Y S H O P I F Y dot com. Come check it out. Come see me on there. I got hoodies, I've got t shirts. I got tote bags, I've got COVID masks, and I've got stickers with much, much, much more to come. Once again, I'm an independent potter from the BXNY, and supporting the merchandise is just one of the best ways to help keep the podcast going the way that it is. You know, I don't have any sponsorships or any deals as of yet, so just all the support on the merchandise was very impactful, very vital to the life of the show, and I sincerely, 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 sincerely appreciate every single person who has gone on the site and purchased some merchandise from me but with all of that being said we are going to have a great 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 show today fully 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 packed and I'm in an amazing mood I'm in a tremendous mood and I am ready to go so let's get it i am in a very 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 good mood today's intro was an amazing 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 song from an amazing amazing artist and it is called 24 carat magic by bruno mars off of the album 24 carat magic and how can you ever be in a bad mood putting some bruno on like i played this song for the intro and i just had this big old smile on my face playing it the whole time You just can't be in a bad mood listening to some Bruno Mars music, man. He makes great music. He's great, man. He's an amazing artist. Really, really special talent. And if you guys haven't heard that Silk Sonic with Bruno Mars and Anderson .Paak, you guys are missing out, man. I encourage anybody out there who's a fan of R&B music, soul, funk music to check that out. Because that's a great, great, great project by two amazing artists. And shout out to the guy bruno mars for that great song and it's a great way to start the show today shout out to the guy bruno Mars. now it is time for my favorite 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 segment of the podcast and it is called bronx facts for those of you guys who do not know or maybe it's your first time listening to the show Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So without any further ado, your Bronx Fact for today is Wave Hill is a 28-acre estate located in the Riverdale section of the Bronx. Wave Hill is a museum without walls with a living collection of over 4,000 varieties of trees, shrubs, vines, and herbaceous plants. It is the only public garden in the New York metropolitan area practicing a unique combination of classical horticultural craftsmanship and daring design. Wave Hill consists of public horticultural gardens and a cultural center, all situated on the slopes overlooking the Hudson River. For more information on Wave Hill or to see how you can visit or donate, you can visit their website at wavehill.org. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 81.
1: Damn, son, where'd you find this?
0: All right, all right. We're getting right to it today. We have a very, 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 very special guest. It's only special guests that appear here on the Bronx Spies podcast. But today we have Emily McGill, who is a tarot reader, a storytelling, and a storytelling strategist with nearly a decade and a half working in entertainment in New York City. Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show and taking some time out to talk to me. How are you?
2: Thanks, Denzel. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. It's good to be connecting with you today.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So Emily, can you tell the people where are the places that they can reach you if they want to know more about you, see all the work you do, or maybe even get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mostly hang out on the internet, um, on Instagram and on my website. So my website is emilymcgillentertainment.com. It's very long when you type it out, I apologize in advance. Um, but, uh, that is, that's where I kind of keep everything. And then, um, I'm on Instagram at emilyannmcg and I spell an, a, n, n, e. So Emily Ann a, n, e, m, c, g. Um, and that's what I use for all social media. Like if you look that name up, you'll find pretty much any of my accounts. But the only one that I really tend to do anything with, of course, is Instagram. So
0: <laughs> most popular. It's the most yeah. popular. Can't blame you.
2: You love that visual storytelling, you know,
0: mm-hmm, for sure. So, Emily, the first question that I have for you today is what exactly is tarot? Right. Because I remember from as long as, you know, as a kid, you know, you had the television psychics like Miss Cleo. Then you had, you know, you could even see the little little huts in New York City. Of course, you see the little huts, ten dollars for a reading and all this. Some people think it's BS. Some people really take stock into it. So can you explain to me and the listeners what exactly is tarot?
2: Yes, that's such a good question. And if you hear this sound, it means that I'm shuffling cards. <laughs> Um, I like to say tarot is a a visual or a physical representation of something that you information that you hold within yourself, right? So it's something that you hold in your heart or in your gut. That you know within yourself, but it hasn't quite translated up to your brain yet, and so the tarot cards give us an opportunity to to visualize that or to see that information in a way that helps us connect our head with our heart and our gut. You know, we've got neurons in our guts. Our guts work the same ways our brain do. It does in so many ways, and so um, when you have the two connected, you're able to better tap into everything and how you move through your life and the world. And so the cards always, you know, it's always exactly the card that you need. It's always so, you know, you're always like, wait, what? Because the cards never lie. But it truly is, I like to say, a visual or a physical representation of internal information.
0: Mm, Okay. So that means like, so when you, if you practice the art on yourself, the cards that you will pull is, A representation of how you're truly feeling in your heart or your instincts?
2: Yeah. Or it's something that maybe needs to be addressed in your life or it's something that, um, you know, that you need to think on a little bit more or meditate on. Or perhaps you're at a crossroads with some kind of decision and it helps you kind of understand if I move this way, this, you know, this direction, I might have this sort of outcome or this direction. I might have sort of this kind of outcome, um, or at least a better sense of helping you determine what your internal compass is actually saying.
0: Okay. Okay. That's, well, that's very interesting. So, so what inspired you to start your career in entertainment? Let's do entertainment first. What inspired you to start your career with entertainment? And then what inspired you to get into tarot and learning more about that reading and the science of that?
2: Yeah, so um, when I was very young, my parents put me in dancing school and uh, my brother followed two years later. And when we were in you know, middle school, we found musical theater and we just both fell in love. We loved it so much. And so I always knew that I wanted to work on Broadway and be in the Broadway community, but I didn't really understand what you could do besides be on stage or be on stage crew, right? Like that's all I really understood were my options. And um, after I moved to New York, I learned about this ecosystem of, of an industry that's behind it. All of the people in the marketing and advertising offices, in the company and general management teams, um, you know, the folks that do the events that, that, that create the signage for the front of house. I mean, there are so many jobs available and I happened to fall into uh, a PR job. So doing the public relations and I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. It was so exciting. I got to do things like help put together performances on the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. You know, I got to, um, work on, on the Tony awards on shows that were at the Tony awards. So it was, it was something that I dreamed of my whole life and then I achieved, which was so cool. Um, and during my time working in and around Broadway, um, my grandmother passed away and we were very close. She was a complicated woman, but we were very close. And so, um, that sent me to therapy For the first time in my life in 2014, I went to therapy and it was a really beautiful opening and awakening of my self-awareness, which I'd always had, but now was being cultivated in a really strategic and specific way through therapy. And my therapist is actually who introduced me to tarot.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Your therapist yeah. recommended it
1: to you. Yes,
2: yeah, she did. I We would pull a card here and there when I was in session with her and I needed some direction. And we, she would say, well, why don't we pull a card? And then after a while, I was looking for a daily practice that I could have just for myself, something every day, just small. And she said, why don't you pull a card? And I was like, because I don't have any decks. And she said, well, there's this app you can download for your phone. It was like 10 bucks, which, you know, is expensive for an app, but is nothing for a tarot deck. And so I downloaded the app and every day I pulled a card, you know, it would, it would pop up the little reminders and I can't handle small red bubbles on my phone. So they <laughs> have to go away immediately.
1: Me too.
0: I'm just like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, mm, okay, great. I will definitely do this every day to get rid of that red bubble. And the beautiful part is that it made it so simple because with a tap of my finger, I had the card in front of me and then I had the description and what it meant. And so I got to have a kind of understanding of the cards through that. Um, And then right before the pandemic hit, I was gifted a deck, my first deck, and I was really excited. So I was like, oh, good. Now I can read for other people. And I got a few of those in and then the world shut down. So. A lot of what I was doing was an online reading, uh, you know, doing FaceTime and and Zoom and and things like that uh, to read for my friends. And, but it was great because I had the opportunity to really dive in and like have, you know, great practice and reading for people in an unlikely scenario. So it was a really fun um, education.
0: Yeah, that is what I I would have never thought a therapist recommend tarot cards as a form of, you know, treatment because, you know, generally I'm thinking, okay, I'm going, when I go see my therapist, we sit down, we chat about what's going on in our lives or et cetera. And then we work on things that you can do, but never in a million years would I think of, Hey, why don't you get a tarot and tarot deck or app and look at that every day as part of your practices. So that's very interesting. I would have never thought about that.
2: Yeah. She's, um, the modality is called core energetics, so it's it's a lot of physicality-based therapy. There's a belief that we hold our energies um, and our traumas in. Oh, also, please excuse me. I live a block and a half from Times Square. Whoa! So you're gonna hear sirens. You're gonna hear construction. You're gonna hear people screaming because <laughs> I'm literally Times
0: Square. <laughs> Times Square of all the places. Like you talk to New Yorkers. What is what is the number one place? That you do not want to go to every New Yorker, Times Square.
1: <laughs> yeah, but when
2: you work, when you, you know, when Broadway is the only right. uh, sort of ambition that you have in your life, it's really, really convenient to be in the neighborhood. Yep. You know, all my friends work around here, everybody's coming down here anyway or into this part of town. So it, yeah. you know, it makes sense for me, but it does. I would like to explore other neighborhoods.
0: Maybe in the future, you know, because Times Square, I think as soon as you move out of Times Square, you can be like, how did I live there for so long? Watch.
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Emily, my next question that I have for you is, what are some of the misconceptions that people have or that you hear a lot about Mm -hmm. tarot and tarot readers itself? Is it people who think it's sort of a, a, a demonic thing or do people think of it as just you know bs that people are making up to try to extort money like what are the things that you hear what are some of the things that you want to debunk about tarot and tarot readers
2: yeah i think there are a lot of um, misconceptions um you know you see so many movies where it's like the lady and all of her scarves and chains and her turban and like that's not always like that you know um And, and you're right. You'll find pop-ups all over New York city of people that are mostly trying to scam you out of 10 bucks. But at the same time, when you, when you really look at it and you start to understand it better, um, and the structure of how the deck is, you know, built and things like that, you see that there are, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a card game ultimately, you know, it's just one that like, when you connect to the energy, like you have a different representation of it. So you'll hear people saying things like you said, like that it is, you know, um, devil worshiping or like satanic and also great. Sure. Like worship, whatever you want to worship, just don't hurt each other. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if your rituals include something that I I'm not on board for awesome, just like, don't ask me to participate, you know? and I'm not going to ask you to participate. I'm going to invite you, but I'm not going to like demand it, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, my, my mom even has a really, uh, trepidatious view of the tarot. I was raised Catholic and like my parents still go to church every week. Um, a lot of my family in Pittsburgh still goes to church very regularly and are practicing Catholics. And, um, once I started reading tarot, I came to learn that the night that my grandfather passed away in the seventies, he had a heart attack at like 52 or something like that. Um, they have been playing with tarot cards. And so my aunt was like, never again. Like she was like my great aunt. Uh, my mom's aunt was like, not here for any of it. Um, but you know, my mom has, allowed me to read her tarot cards a few times and we've had a great experience with that. But yeah, there, you know, there is even within my own lineage, there is stigma towards this thing that I have deep respect for.
0: Do you find that it's still difficult to, you know, have your family accepting that part about you or, or is it something that they've learned to accept as just who you are?
2: I think that my family understands that I've always kind of marched to the beat of my own drum and you can try and tell me something and that's only going to fuel me even more if you're trying to tell me it's not going to happen or I can't do something. So, um, they have, they have come to understand that they don't have to support me, but their lives are also better if they support me in what I'm going to do. Cause I'm going to do it anyway.
0: Right. That's good though. I think that's a good message as well because you know yeah. there's a lot, of, a lot of young people who listen to you know podcasts mm-hmm. and sometimes they want to they have creative ideas or they have own their own passions and ambitions sure. and then they don't do it because of the pressures from their family yeah. or what others would think. So that's a great message. Is it's whatever you want to do, whatever you find passion, and you shouldn't be afraid to go and seek that out just to see what it's like.
2: Totally. And also, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with making the decision that. I'm going to choose my family and their well-being over my own personal that like my choice, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's just not my personal choice. My personal choice is I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. Yeah.
0: That's it. And that's a great, I'm glad you made that choice because if you didn't, we wouldn't be talking. So I'm very thankful for that. My next question that I have for you, Emily is what do you want to convey to people or what do you want your overall message to be with your work? In entertainment and reading with reading the cards. What do you want sure. people to, know, you know, get from you anytime they see you do work?
2: I hope that people just see that, like, it is possible to just be out here and be yourself. And also that you've got the magic within yourself. Like, everything you need to create the life you want, to be the person you want, to do the things that you want. Like, you have all of that already. And anything that's meant for you is is going to be yours. There is no bypassing you for, you know, something else. Like if you don't get something, that's because it's not yours or it's not yours right now. But there are um, there are so many opportunities available to us. And the more we step outside of our comfort zone, which is something that I'm working on practicing myself now, especially coming out of the the sh- the lockdown portion of pandemic and then we had that really like some kind of unfamiliar version where it was like one foot in one foot out that we're kind of still in that um but we're finding that it's safer and um you know more comfortable in many instances for us for people to gather and to be together um you've got it all you've got everything you need right there
0: right right and i think also like when I think about like what, what I want to do with my work, it's like I, everything that I'm doing, I kind of hope that it inspires the next generation. Like it's all about uh, the people who are younger than I am. And yep. It's like, OK, well, there's this guy once because my podcast started due to the pandemic. It was like mm-hmm. I'm at home. This is something I always wanted to do.
1: There, and there was
0: Always a reason not to do it. Or I got to work right. or I got to do this. I got to do that. So now it's like, OK, now I'm sitting at home and I have literally all this time. I'm mm-hmm. doing this, right? So there, hopefully, you know, when I'm 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, if I'm allowed to live that long. And I hear of stories of people who, li- you know, used to listen to my show back in the day. And they said, you know what, I'll, I I want to do my own show, or I want to do yeah. my own art, or I want to do all this. That's what's like, really the motivating me, or that's what I really want people right. to get from me. Like, yeah. it's.
2: Because when you are living your authentic life and your most authentic self, Denzel, people then experience that as permission to do it themselves, right? Like so often we think we need permission to do something when in actuality you don't need any permission at all. It's simply the white supremacist patriarchy, a heteronormative society that we live in that has created these boundaries and structures, to believe of like right and wrong and yes and no and good and evil right like the, it's bullshit it's all bullshit so when you I'm sorry am I allowed to swear on your yes podcast? yes <laughs> I just realized yes. that, have I been swearing the whole time no
0: I but you're I allowed you're like allowed <laughs> you're allowed
2: but it is right and yes. so like anybody so when you when you are doing something like oh, I've always wanted to do this. There's nothing stopping me. I'm going to do this. It's, and you never know whose journey you're inspiring and like, who is seeing you, you know, like literally no idea. There could be people that you've never met before whose lives you're affecting. There could be people who you, you thought that you had, you know, might've had a falling out with years ago, maybe like your best friend from childhood, someone that you don't talk to anymore. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, there you are again. How about that? And like, you don't, you have no idea who you could be influencing.
0: True, Very true. And very important that, you know, we keep putting that out there. Like don't mm-hmm. let, you know, people, other people's perceptions or other people's lives and their traumas and their journeys. affect. Right. And the limitations, Yeah. Right.
2: right. Because someone else was told they couldn't, they're going to tell you, you can't either, but there's, that's not true.
1: Not true at all. Not and it true wasn't true
2: for all. them either, but there was a story that they believed.
0: Exactly. And I think that we got to break that. I think that we are doing that though. Young people, yeah. I will say, you know, the Gen Z and, you know, what they're called now.
2: <laughs> yeah, Gen Z they, is out here. They don't take shit from anybody.
0: Nobody, they do what they want to do. They say what they want to say. They live how they want to live. And that's great. Like I see that. And I'm inspired by 18 year old kids. I'm inspired by 16 year old kids. Totally. Like they're living their authentic selves. And that's what we all should be trying to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. I 100% with that. Gen Z, I'm with y'all. I'm yes. with y'all. All right. So Emily, my next question for you is, what were some of the obstacles that you had to try and overcome when you first got started in entertainment? Because I know the entertainment world is one of the most unforgiving places yeah, you could true. think of. So what was one of, some of the more difficult things when you first got started in, sure. the, in the world of entertainment?
2: Well, to, you know, I alluded I alluded to this earlier that I didn't know what jobs and careers were available, right? So like there's, we, we so often see the star, we see Beyonce, we see even her backup dancers, but we don't see her stage managers, her choreographers, her technical directors, her sound designers, her lighting designers, right? Like we don't see her publicist, Yvette Nicole Scher, who is like, a genius and also reps chloe and hallie like come on she's queen you know we don't see all of these amazing careers and opportunities that are available behind the scenes and for people that love entertainment and love you know want to be part of that i think the more we let people know that there are other career i mean somebody has to do her accounting somebody has to, you know, schedule her flights and like do her travel logistics. Like there are jobs that, and, and, and your, your skills can be totally transferable too. You know, like if you're an excellent, I don't know, like if, you know, you're on like the newspaper staff at school, but you don't necessarily want to be a journalist. Like maybe you look at advertising and like copywriting or, you know, being, getting involved in like commercials, like there are just so many different things that you can do. The other tricky part, of course, is it's all about who you know, right? And so the networking thing. And so the more that you can be find, like you just, every moment you can be connecting with someone, like you never know where that's going to lead back. Very and true. so I would also say one of the most important things to do um, that a lot of people don't think about necessarily, especially once they've gotten to a certain point in their careers is like you never know where that assistant is going to end up and so be kind to everyone because that assistant might one day be running an agency and you might not get a gig because they remember that you were cruel to them so you know they they're just the kindness goes so far and so like that i would say like in entertainment the the misconception is that not people are not kind. And yes, you will find, you will come across that. You come across a lot of egos, a lot of egos, but also if you can navigate that and learn that a like their issues have nothing to do with you, that's their shit, not yours. And B just like be kind to everyone. It'll take you pretty far.
0: It's very true. It's very true because in this short time that I've been doing the podcast I've just been, you know, super authentic, super nice to everyone. And no one, you know, no one can say a bad word about Denzel. And it has helped in me getting connections to other people, being invited to, you know, meet people, be invited to people's functions and outings. And it's all just because it's like, I'm going to be super polite to you and I'm going to be authentic with you and I'm not going to BS you in any way. And then, you know, you're going to pick that up and you're going to remember me. So that way, so when you meet somebody and they have something, Cool that they're doing. They say, "Hey, have you ever done a podcast before?" Well, I know this guy named Denzel. You should go talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the the impact that has in just this short time that I've been doing this show. So you hit the nail right on the head. You got over a, a decade and a half working. I would hope to get some <laughs> hope to get some jewels from you. <laughs> I would hope, and I appreciate that message too because it's very important.
1: Okay. It you know, we
0: got this internet now; it's so easy to talk to so many people and mm-hmm. people. I've seen, you know, because I'm on Twitter, love to be antagonists, love oh, yeah. to oh, say yeah. whatever, you know, to whomever. And you never know when that's going to show up for you again.
2: Well, also, there's a different level of... um What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like gumption, I guess. It's not really the word I want, but there's a different level of gumption that people have when there's, when there's a screen between them, right? It's, it's like, yeah, there's there's a different lever, level and layer um, of cruelty that people are willing to add when they don't actually see a human on the other side of it.
0: Very true. Because even us, like, I remember when I first started my show, it was like weird. It was strange to me. Like random people were like, you know, sending me messages, people I didn't know. Mm -hmm. This is trash. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, but who are you? Like if you saw me walking up the street on Times square and you knew who I was, but I didn't know who you were. You wouldn't stop me in the street and tell me all these negative things.
2: I want to find this thing that I read, reposted the other day and that's probably gone. No, it hasn't gone yet. Great. Um, it's, uh, I just stole this from Instagram, but, uh, it said, hope you heal is my new response to negativity. Mm. And I was like, that hit, that hit hard. Because when people are coming at you with their shit like that, it's like, that has nothing to do with me, right? I hope you heal. And like, it's like a, it's like a kinder way of saying like, go with God. Because <laughs> to me, that kind of has a little bit of a negative connotation. Like, I'm like, okay, like that, I don't know, for some reason to me that that feels like a giant eye roll if I were to say that, but like, hope you heal, feels like really organic and authentic in like moving from a place of love and kindness.
0: I think that's a great, I think that is great advice for all my young people out there listening. Someone comes to you with their BS and their negativity. You just say, I hope you heal and you keep it moving. And you know, what's funny, I, cause I've practiced, you know, um, killing with kindness, that, that notion, it works. Like you yeah. never say like a statement like that. Hope you heal to someone who's upset with you about something. And then they get more upset. Like they just, they have to sit down and be like, hmm, wow, he hopes (laughs) I heal after I just, you know, ridiculed him all like that. It really works. It does. Yeah. All right, Emily. So my last of the serious questions that I have for you Uh is, what advice would you give to a young person who wanted to start their own career in entertainment? My advice for anybody who seeks it out for me is just be yourself always. Mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask questions
1: mm-hmm. and
0: don't be afraid to make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Because you need other people have information that you're going to need, yep. right? YouTube can only take you so far, even though you can learn a lot on YouTube. Sure. You need to ask questions. You need to don't, can't be afraid to make mistakes when you do a when you're doing anything brand new, it's new. So you're not yeah. going to be finely tuned. You're not going to be. Yeah. Super, you know, uh, detailed because you, this is all new things to you. So, and you can't be afraid to fail because you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna fall on your face a few times. In the mm-hmm. p- terms of a podcast, sometimes I sit in here and I can't even speak. Like I, my, I can't even make words. So it's like if I think, okay, well, I'm having a hard time speaking today. Well, I can't do the show. What's the point of me even starting? So I think right. it's just very important that. You know, we let the people know you're gonna make mistakes, and don't be afraid to fail. And always ask questions. Be a sponge. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there who's doing something like, if I was interested in going into Broadway, I would have a pen and pad talking to you because you have yeah. so much information. So yeah. I always think that that's great advice for young people. So, in your experience, what would you say are some great pieces of advice for the youth?
2: I mean, you've covered so many of the bases. To that, I would always add. Um, your voice matters. So don't hesitate to use it. You know, that goes along with the questions, like asking for what you need, but also like sharing your opinions on things because your opinion matters. You know, and you might offer up something from like your perspective is different than everyone else's in the room. And even if it's the, you know, your twin sibling, like you're, you have a different perspective. So it's important to, to bring your voice to the room and to say, I, you know, this is how I feel about this, or especially when things like don't sit right, you know, and that can be a really scary thing to do because that can, you can feel like you're risking everything but I will promise you that by walking through the world as your most authentic self, you will attract the people, the experiences, the relationships, the knowledge, like you will attract everything that you are, that you need, that you are like, it's all, it's already there. You're a magnet for it.
0: 100%. I think that is fantastic advice. I- I hope that the youth listening today is picking up all the jewels that we dropped them. Cause we dropping them. And, and they, for you, they're for you out there. Okay. Emily has already has the experience and my podcast is established. This is for you, for all of you out there. Okay. So, and I appreciate you giving that information out too, as well. Yeah. So Emily moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers neighborhood. Instagram is R o d g e r s n e i g h b o r h o o d. Twitter is the exact same, except there are no vowels in neighborhood on Twitter. And Emily, every show that I do, I answer questions from the listeners of the show. It's a great Mm -hmm. way to keep them involved. It's a great way to keep them engaged. It's a great way to break up the the sort of monotony of just you and I talking for an hour and some change. So what I would like to do is, have you answer a question from one of the listeners of the show to see what you think about what they want to know? So the question that I have from you for you from the listeners is who would you most like to sit next to on a 10-hour flight and why?
2: Mm-hmm. And this is um dead or alive.
0: Dead or alive.
2: Mm-hmm. And I can only pick one person, right?
0: One person.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it would be my great-grandmother.
1: Okay.
2: Anna, well, her married name was Anna Rapetti. Her, her maiden name, I think, was Les Dukas is how it's pronounced, I think. Um, she was born in Lithuania around the like late 1800s, early 1900s. And she immigrated to the U S by herself, um, as like a 14 year old kid and, um, made a life here. She fell in love young. Her husband died young. She was left with four young daughters by herself and still managed to do it and like have a life as an immigrant in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I would love to just sit with her and like hear her stories and hear about her life and hear about how my grandmother and my great aunts were as children Hear about how my mom and all her cousins and siblings were as kids. Um, you know, just kind of have have a better deeper understanding of my immediate ancestry. Um, The other thing would be like to to go back to some like ancient like Rumi or Hafiz and, you know, like (laughs) be sitting with one of these ancient oracles and like listening to that. Like that would be the other thing. But if I'm talking more recent history, it's definitely my great grandmother.
0: That's great. It's funny, though, when you hear stories about. You know, um, you, you know, your ancestors, great grandparents or great, great grandparents, and how much they do with little with so little, like, yeah, you hear the stories of like, oh, yeah, you know, she had 10 kids and she raised them all and they all went to college. And you're just like, Yo, when the Wi-Fi goes out in my house, I lose my mind.
2: <laughs> right? I, uh, I read something on Instagram the other day that was like, I don't know how I used to take all these classes in school. Because now if I have one meeting and have to go grocery shopping, the whole day falls apart. Yes.
1: I was <laughs> so like, yes.
0: Back then they were, you know, crossing across rivers or they had to go hunt for food. If right. the Wi-Fi goes out in my in the apartment, I lose my mind. Yeah. I don't know how they were able to do it back then when things were right. much worse. Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So shout out to your great grandma. We appreciate the story. We appreciate yes. you telling us a little bit about her as well. Thanks. So now Emily, the moment that we've all been waiting for.
1: Yeah. Emily
0: is going to do a live tarot reading for you guys and for me on air. I have to admit I'm a little bit nervous, but we're going to get it done. I'm yes, excited, I. but I am a little nervous because I don't know what you're gonna pull. And uh, le- we' are just gonna roll it out for you and let you do your thing.
2: Excellent, perfect. Um, so I'm gonna give these cards one more shuffle. And I like you said, Denzel, I think we should do this for you and your audience just as a general reading. Um, there are there's a there's one I like to do. It's what will help you, what will hinder you, and what is your unrealized or your untapped potential. So we're going to pull three cards and we're going to we're going to look at those three things.
1: All right.
2: You're going to do is you're going to cut the cards. So you're going to tell me when to stop.
0: Okay. Stop.
2: All right. So this first card, this is what's going to help you. All right. And now quick overview for the tarot for those that aren't familiar. There are two parts of the deck, the major arcana and the minor arcana. The major arcana are like our magic cards. So when they show up, we pay extra special attention to them. There are 22 of them. They correspond to the human soul's evolutionary journey. So they start with zero with the fool. And that's very, um, young, fresh, trusting, naive, like first step, like we're ready to go and away we go on this journey. And it goes all the way up through the world, which is card number 21, right? Cause we start with zero and, um, that's kind of like the really the completion energy whole healed holy right like this is the end so then the minor arcana is set up more like a traditional playing deck so you have four suits ace through ten those are called pip cards and then four court cards instead of three so you'll have a king and a queen and then a knight and a page rather than the jack And those kind of correspond to either the different people in your life or those elements uh, and those characteristics within yourself. Um, The pip cards tend to be more uh, about experiences or situations that we have. Okay. And then each of the four suits corresponds to one of the four elements. So we will dive into those as we do. But this first card we're going to pull is what will help. And this is the nine of cups. And so our cups are our feelings, our emotions, our uh, intuition, because it's the water element. And you think that ace through 10 is also kind of like a cycle, right? And so this is the nine. So this this isn't quite the end of the, the full cup but this is a pretty abundant cup we've got here, right? We see this gentleman who, uh, on Instagram recently, someone said they can't not see how much he looks like John Travolta. So now I can't (laughs) see that either, but, uh, right. But it's, you know, he's got his nine cups and he's sitting on his his chair and he's comfortable and he's happy and he's content. And, you know, this is like full, full heart and this isn't, this isn't like the end of a journey so much as it's just feeling like really full. And I think this is again, that, you know, what we were saying, like you have everything you need already within you. It all exists within you. That's what this card is saying to me right now. So the nine of cups is saying like, what's going to help you is knowing that everything you need is already within you.
1: All
0: right. All right. We're off to a good start. I like that. Yeah.
2: And does that resonate for you? Does that feel like that's well, I
0: mean, you know, new. with with um some, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, how do you do a podcast by yourself and everything? And I always just was like, this is what I do. Like, I always felt like I could do this. I always felt like I didn't really need much. Of course, you need help. You know, you need sure. people to help you in certain things. But I always have this belief, like you put the microphone in my face and you, you know, give me some time to figure it out. I'm going to do it. I always felt like that. I always felt like that since. I had the idea of I wanted to start a show. So, Mm
2: -hmm. Hey,
0: I like it. I like it.
2: I love it. Excited. Excellent. All right. Let's see what will hinder. Okay. Mm. And so this is the five of wands Okay. and our wands. That's our fire. That's our passion, our drive, our creativity, what lights us up and gets us out of bed in the morning. Um, You know, and the five is, is really scattered energy. You can kind of see i don't have the light on so well here but we can see that each of these five guys has one of these wands you know and they're all kind of fighting and like it's pretty chaotic and this is um it was upside down too when we pulled it and so there's a thing called inversions or reversals. Some people like to read them as the negative interpretation of a card or the inverse interpretation. But I believe that each of the cards holds the full spectrum of what that card means. So I like to see this as an internal expression. And so what this is saying to me is that like the more scattered you are within yourself and that you haven't really sat down and considered What it is, the direction that you want to go in or the passion that you have, the thing that lights you up, the thing that you want to go after, um, without determining that and considering like, that's really going to be detrimental to you because you're going to be scattered in everything that you do. If you don't have the clarity and the focus to, um, to, to take the stuff that you hold within yourself and use it.
0: Hey, I like that. Well, I will say as a, uh, someone who knows a little bit about my Zodiac chart, I'm Uh a Virgo moon. Uh And so I am one of the most articulate, not articulate, intricate, organized borderline OCD type of people. So I, because when I don't do those things, like when I don't have a schedule, when Mm -hmm. I don't have structure, I can't get do thing that. done. I cannot do anything. I can't even yeah. like, you know, feed the cat if I don't yeah. have a, a, okay, I need right. to do this first and then, the and then that
2: the day. So you forget to do it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm also a Virgo moon. And I have this thing too, where I've already figured out what the solution is before most people have even discovered that there's going to be a problem and when you're when you're moving that many steps ahead of everybody else it's really tricky you got to slow down otherwise you're going to get really scattered because yes you can't move at warp speed not everyone does it's
0: true it's true very true wow okay man i'm a hey i'm a believer i'm a believer this is really cool (laughs) stuff
2: awesome all right. We've got one more card to pull and this is the card that is your unrealized or your untapped potential. Mm-hmm. And this is the six of coins also reversed. And so our coins, that is our earth. So that's the physical, the material, the manifest. It also is oftentimes has a lot to do with work. And the six is all about, um, We can see here, this person is like sharing, they have a scale, but they're also sharing with those less fortunate. And it's, you know, to me, it's like, um, this is a lot about, this is like your ability to share your gifts is what you haven't even tapped into yet.
1: Mm. Like
2: you're the gifts that you have to share once you've gotten the, the clarity and the structure part like all the stuff that you hold within yourself, it's all there and ready to be shared. But you also can't forget to share it with yourself, right? Because again, this card is upside down, it's inverted. So to me, this would this is much more um, about sharing the gifts with yourself too. And like bringing yourself into the fold so that you're treating yourself the way you would treat others, that you would you know, if you were working with someone else, perhaps on their podcast, and like, you wouldn't give them better service than you would give yourself on your own project of the same thing, right? Right. Or if you would, like, it's like, okay, well, let's look at that. And why is that happening? Like, I need to, I need to treat my own stuff with the gifts that I have available to me as well.
0: Right. Okay. And, Wow, man, I'm I'm kind of blown away. Like I'm I'm kind of blown away. I will say, like I I didn't know what to expect. I've never had a reading before, mm-hmm. but like all of that is like really great stuff and the great life applications that can be had with these cards. So, wow, man, I'm 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 really shocked right now. As someone who <laughs> who has to talk all the time, I really don't have anything to say because it's like I see like all of what you were explaining and how that uh, impacts me and parts of my
2: life. Totally. See how the cards like are the appropriate cards for this particular moment for what we're right. It's like, if we were to have done this even five minutes later, we might've gotten different cards.
0: Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's great, man. I'm going to go get me a deck. Yeah, I'm go get me a deck, man. I I, I think I'm convinced because I think that like, it's just it's just the same way why you follow you know the zodiac you want to learn a little bit more about totally. you know, your your yourself and how the placement of the stars impacts you and your moods and your energies and all those things. So I'm with it, man. I like that. I I think that was great. I'm very very thankful that you gave me a reading today. No, I really appreciate there. it, and I hope that everyone out there got a little something from it.
2: Yeah, me too. I think, you know, Denzel, anyone who hears it, it was meant like they, they were meant to hear it.
0: I I I agree with that as well. I agree with that yeah. as well. Man, that's crazy. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you. I really appreciate sure.
2: it. And I'll take a picture and send it to you so you have it too.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So, Emily, uh, my last question that I have for you today um, is just something that I, I like to Give the guests an opportunity to leave our audience with. So the last question that I have for you is, what is one thing that you would like to leave the listeners with as a piece of advice, another life jewel, or just something very important that you would like to express?
2: Um, learn how to nurture yourself and don't compromise on it.
0: That's very good. So,
2: Learning how to nurture myself. You know, we pick up a lot of habits and a lot of coping mechanisms throughout our lives um, because at the moment we experience whatever disruption or trauma or whatever it is that leads us to that coping mechanism, Um, it's works and it's real in that moment. But you might learn, you might not see sooner or later how little it actually serves you. Um. You know, I mean, I have my own coping mechanisms that I love that I don't want to get rid of. And then I have other ones that I'm like, I don't think that serves me anymore. So I'm going to let go of it now. Um, And I think that it's really valuable to, to actually excavate the things that you don't really think about in your life and see if they're serving you or not.
0: Right. That is, that is great. That was beautiful. I think it's very, very great information. Again, I appreciate all of the information and the drills that you have dropped today. I really have. And I think also like we all go through things. We all have certain things that we deal with, the, with deal with situations, right? Some people, if they have a really bad day, they need to come home, they knock back a few, right? Yeah. Or they, you know, use other substances. And sometimes, That's not the best way to handle these situations. You're just doing something to make you feel better in the short term and not in the long term.
2: Or it's a habit that you've cultivated that you don't even notice you're doing it. Right. Like so often with our substances or whatever our escape mechanisms are like, it's become such a habit. It's so ingrained you know, I haven't had a drink in over a month. I don't even know how long, like how many days or weeks it's actually been. I just know it's been more than a month. Um, And for a really long time, I was terrified to not drink because I was like, I live in New York city. Drinking is literally our social culture. How do I exist in the world if I'm not drinking? And lo and behold, you can just like run around with a bottle of Pellegrino in your hand and still hang out till 2 AM. And like, Oh, and you don't wake up hungover the next day. And it's really quite lovely. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, but it's something that like I didn't know I could go into my favorite restaurant and not order a glass of wine. Like that truly did not cross my mind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my, I have my substances of choice, you know, I think cannabis is a beautiful medicine and I don't want to let go of that one from my life, but the alcohol doesn't seem to be serving me at the moment. So it's not part of the picture right now.
0: Right. That's right. And it's good to adjust things that you're doing every once and again, right? Yeah. Even though you may love it or you see no issue with it at the time, it's always good to change a few that's things right, around, it. remodel your brain a little bit. Mm hmm. All right, Emily. Wow, it's great information. I really appreciate it. So what I want to do for you before we get out of here is I would like for you to reiterate your name. And I would like for you to reiterate all of the places that the people can reach you if they're looking for you.
2: Absolutely. So my name is Emily McGill, and you can find me on Instagram at Emily Ann MCG. That's Emily Ann A-N-N-E, M-C-G. And at emilymcgillentertainment.com, my website, emilymcgillentertainment.com. There's information on there about my tarot reading. There's information about the storytelling strategy that I do. I also do pro bono work for uh, marginalized artists in the PR world. So if an artist has um, a project that they are looking to get in front of Media that cover, um, you know, Broadway and live entertainment. They can write their own press release, and I'll work with them to get it media ready, and then send it out to my list. And if anybody's interested, I loop them right in with the uh, with the journalist, so they can start cultivating their own relationship. So you can find out about all of that stuff on my website at emilymckeeleentertainment.com.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome! And finally, Emily, it is tradition around here on the Bronx bias Podcast. We allow our guest to choose a song that we play at the end of our podcast. So Emily, the honor is yours. What song would you like to play for the good people out there?
2: Uh, We're going to listen to some Ariana Grande, just like magic.
0: All right. All right. Emily, thank you so, so much for coming on the show, for all the information that you gave out today and for the reading. I really appreciate it. I wish you nothing but success in the future. Hope to be seeing you or hearing from you again soon. And thank you so much once again. Thank you. Round of applause for my guest today, Emily McGill. Round of applause. Now let us get into our NFL predictions. Last week, week 10 was the worst week that I've had this season terrible 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 week I am not pleased with my performance picking these games last week's record was eight five and one and also Pittsburgh Steelers Detroit Lions that was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life and although we hate ties in professional sports that game needed to end in a tie because it was absolutely terrible absolutely freaking terrible and none of you guys deserve to win that game But let us see if we can do better with week 11 and this week's slate of games. I'm off to a good start. I got the Thursday night football game correct with the New England Patriots defeating the Atlanta Falcons. And now let us go through Sunday's slate of games. First game, San Francisco 49ers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I will take the 49ers to win that. Washington football team versus the Carolina Panthers. My guy, big cousin Cam Newton came back last week against the arizona cardinals and was very instrumental in them winning the game and he let everybody know that he was back and i'm very happy for the guy for the brother he's been through a lot he's been cut he's been doubted he's been slighted and he's finally getting a new opportunity back with his original team i wish him nothing but success and i will take the carolina panthers to win this game next game Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings now this is going to be a tough game but I do think that the Green Bay Packers will win I picked against them last week and the Seattle Seahawks scored zero points (laughs) so you can't go against the guy Aaron Rodgers I should know better because he's one of my favorite players but uh, I will not make that same mistake twice and I will take the Green Bay Packers to win that game next game Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns I got the Cleveland Browns Detroit I don't know who you guys have harmed in your past life but Uh, you guys just can't seem to catch a break. Even when you don't lose the game, you don't win it either. I feel really bad for you guys, but I still think that Cleveland is going to win this game. Next game, Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills. I got the Buffalo Bills. Next game after that is the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Philadelphia looked good last week, um, but I do still think that New Orleans will win. Alvin Kamara is returning from injury, and um, I think that their defense is also very, very good. Um, so I just think the combination of the good running game and the defense will be enough for New Orleans to win that game. Next game: New York, J- New York Jets. I'm sorry, and the Miami Dolphins. I got the Miami Dolphins. Joe Flacco is the starter for the Jets. Please, you ain't winning nothing with Joe Flacco. You should have left Mike White in there, or should have just have Zach Wilson play for the rest of the season. Joe Flacco isn't going to do anything for you. I got the Miami Dolphins to win. Next game: Baltimore Ravens and the Chicago Bears. I'll take the Baltimore Ravens. Next game after that, Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. I got the Titans to win. Next game after that is the Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders. I will take the Las Vegas Raiders to win that game, especially coming off being embarrassed at home by the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that Las Vegas will bounce back. Next game after that, which will probably be the best game this week, is the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs had a great win last week against Las Vegas, and they're claiming that they got their swagger back. So, with them be saying that, with them being so happy with their new performance, I will go out on a limb and take the Kansas City Chiefs in an upset to defeat the Dallas Cowboys this week. I, I think that Patrick Mahomes and the rest, of the, uh, the rest of the team has figured something out, and I think they're on the way back to making the playoffs and being a contender in the AFC. So, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Next game after that is the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Arizona is supposed to have... Kyler Murray coming back this week and that's a big deal because the backup quarterback obviously Colt McCoy uh had a good week in the first week of him starting but the second week Carolina really shut him down um and he's very important to the team but I do I am gonna pick Seattle again I'm gonna pick Seattle again because I understand the great player that Russell Wilson is and getting shut out and you know after coming back from injury is hella embarrassing so I think that Seattle will come out firing fiery and I think that they will beat Arizona this week next game Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Chargers again Pittsburgh played like complete doo-doo this is my favorite team and also Emily is from Pittsburgh and I did not ask her about the Steelers I did not ask her if her family was into football that's a complete mistake by me and complete you know mistake whatever it We'll, we'll get past it. Maybe I'll send her a DM and ask her about it. <laughs> but Pittsburgh deserved to lose, didn't deserve to win that game, and neither did Detroit. Again, Ben Roethlisberger was injured, but still that performance that, that they put on last week was absolutely abysmal. But I do think that they will bounce back going into SoFi Stadium and playing against the Chargers. The Chargers have been up and down as well. Um, and I think this is a very good statement game for the Steelers as far as it relates to their playoff contention. Right now, they're one of the wild card teams, and I think that this game over the Chargers, if they do win, which I'm predicting that they will, um, will be very, very vital for their confidence coming down the home stretch of the season. Ben Roethlisberger, although he did miss last week's game, it wasn't due to any injury. It was due to COVID, so he did get an additional week of rest, and at 39 years old, you need all the rest that you can get. So I do believe that Pittsburgh will win this game. It's going to be a good game, close game, but I do think that Pittsburgh will win. And the Monday Night Football game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New York Giants. And I will take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win that. To get a head start on Week 12, which is Thanksgiving night. Week 12 has three games scheduled for Thanksgiving night. The first being Chicago Bears against the Detroit Lions. And in an upset, I'm going to choose the Detroit Lions to win their first game this season on Thanksgiving night. I think that they will get it done. They're going to be wearing their special uniforms. I'm rooting for them, and I hope that they do win. Um, I got the Detroit Lions to win on Thanksgiving. Next Thanksgiving game is the Las Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys, and I will take the Dallas Cowboys to win that. And finally, it is the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints for Thanksgiving night, and I will take the Buffalo Bills to win that game. So, let us see how we do this week. Last week's performance was utterly, was utterly, utterly utterly abysmal. And it has to change. It has to get better. And I predict double-digit wins for week 11. So let us see how I do with this week's NFL predictions. Lastly, before I cut out today, um, I do want to talk a little bit about Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, if you guys are not aware, Kyle Rittenhouse was a young man um, who... Came across state lines. A, a minor. He was a minor at the time. He came across state lines to participate with the Jacob Blake uh, protest that was going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after Jacob Blake, a black man, was shot in the back several times by police. And he came across state lines with the AR-15 and shot and murdered two people. Um, his trial just ended uh, recently over the weekend, I should say, and um, he was found not guilty on all counts. And it's just something that you see over and over and over again. How you know, how certain people are treated and certain people are not treated. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse was a is a murderer. You know, there's no other way for me to say it. Kyle Rittenhouse is a murderer. And, you know, you can watch all the foul play from the trial. You know, you can see that the judge was a biased judge. He removed a certain count from his trial. Cal Rittenhouse was sitting up there with those crocodile tears. And then they allowed... Him to select his jury from a raffle box like it's just a complete um, miscarriage of justice in my opinion um, I think that he was given every reason to to skate or the judge made it so he was given every reason to skate um, and then this happens a lot you know we've seen it happen with George Zimmerman when he murdered Trayvon Martin He was allowed to walk free we've seen all these police officers when they murder innocent black people and they're allowed to walk free or they're just given you know administrative leave they're never given real punishments for the crimes that they commit and then you have to think about the message that it sends out to everybody else that people in law enforcement and white people in general can just do whatever they want and the justice system is designed so that they get off with these crimes when Jacob Blake was killed, which started this whole Kyle Rittenhouse fiasco, he was walking away from the police to his car. The police officer grabbed the back of his shirt and fired seven bullets into his back. What happened to that police officer? Was he charged with the serious crime? Was he removed from his position? Was, is he behind bars currently? No, absolutely nothing has happened to him. And, you know, it's just a really sad thing to see over and over again when there are supposed to be laws and protections that are supposed to protect you or punish people who break the law in no matter what their color of their skin is or no matter what their occupation is. And we just see time after time after time that the justice system is extremely unjust. And um, it's just a really sad thing. You know, I want to say another rest in peace to the two victims that were murdered by Kyle Rittenhouse because he is a murderer. And I also want to extend Um, prayers, love and condolences to their family, especially now with Thanksgiving coming up. You know, now it's just another cruel reminder that their loved one, their family member was murdered and nothing happened to this person who committed these heinous acts. And I just think it's really sad. And I think that, you know, a lot needs to be done and in rewriting the justice system and holding people accountable for what they do. You know, you can say, Cal Rittenhouse, oh, he was a minor at the time. He drove across state lines with the possession of a deadly weapon and then murdered people. There's nothing that you can tell me, Denzel, that is going to erase that fact from my mind. Oh, he was a kid. Oh, he made a bad decision. Well, you have to be punished for the bad decisions that you make, especially when you take lives. This is not somebody who just, he was a young kid and he went to the store and stole a bag of chips. This was a young kid who took an assault weapon, drove across state lines to participate in quote-unquote security, which has nothing to do with you. You inserted yourself in a position that had nothing to do with you. You ultimately took people's lives, and now you're allowed to skate and live the rest of your life free. You know, I just think that it's a very bad message that, that keeps getting sent over and over and over again. It's a slap into the face of all of the victims of unjust murder And something really needs to change and really needs to be done about these things, because we don't want to live in a world where our sons, daughters and family members could be murdered just by speaking their minds. And then the people who commit these crimes are allowed to walk by technicalities or by racial racially motivated things or by people who are put in positions to enforce the law, but then do not enforce the law like judges and etc. So, you know, I just think it's a really terrible situation. I think it's a really, uh, a really bad day today. Reading this story, and um, you know, something got to give, man. Something got to give. I-, I don't know what it'll be. I don't know how the the this will change because clearly there's a lot of people in positions of power who do not want these things to change. Um, but it's just really sad and disheartening. And again, I just want to say, rest in peace to the victims. Um, I just want to say, rest in peace to the victims. Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber who were murdered by Cal Rittenhouse and um, I want to say prayers love and condolences to their family because again this is a, a holiday about to be the holidays and um, this is just another cruel reminder that the world is unjust justice is unjust and um, you know is just another example in the long laundry list of people because of they were law enforcement previously or that they are white people can get away with murder. And it's just a very, um, very unfortunate situation. And uh, I just want to give out love to the families of those people who were affected by this tragedy. And I just want us to do better, man. That's all I could say, man. I just want us to do better. So that's all I got on Cal Rittenhouse. I just wanted to speak on it a little bit because I just think it's just really something that's, it's just really something that's unfair. You know, it's just, Put, when you put yourself in that position, you know, you lose somebody. You want that person to be held accountable. You know what I'm saying? It's just the fact that it just doesn't happen um, very frequently. You know, more more frequently, the person who commits these crimes gets let go of these crimes than are convicted. And it's, it's just really sad. So um, just want to say rest in peace again to those victims. And that's all I got on it, really. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 81 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. I want to say a special thank you to Emily McGill for coming on the show today, giving out that great information and doing that live tarot reading. I'm a believer in tarot now, and that's all thanks to you. I really appreciate you taking some time out to come talk to me today. I want to say another thank you to everyone out there who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. And please do not forget, your boy Denzel has official Bronx Bias podcast merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the website, bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. Also, I want to say an early happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. It's a great holiday. You get in contact with your family. You share a great meal. Thanksgiving is probably one of my... It is probably my favorite holiday. Just because, you know, the family gets together. And, you know, we reflect on the year. And we enjoy a great meal. And we tell stories and all that good stuff. Football's on also. Um, So, you know, it is one of my favorite holidays. And I just want to wish everybody out there um, a happy Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy the time with your families. And, um... and that's all i got for today um i'm gonna wrap it up gonna fade you guys out with a great 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 song today which is miss emily mcgill's choice and it is called just like magic by ariana grande off of the album positions and this has been the bronx bias podcast episode 81 have a great week have a great weekend out there and be safe and I will speak to you next week. We are out.
1: Wake <laughs> <laughs> like up in my bed, I just wanna have a good day. Think it in my head, then it happens how it should. Ay, so I swallowed up like I got to see me, and then a meditation at 1 30. Then I write to the studio, listening to some shit I wrote. Just clear this one Got to keep us. slim, me go for a dick while I'm losing friends, left and right But I just let <inaudible> them love the light Look my mind is dead Keep my conscience clear, that's why I'm so magnetic it, it. I finessed it Take my pen and write some love, that us to heaven Just like magic, just like magic Everything I want is I attract